Okay, everybody, welcome back to Chat with the Hat podcast. We've finally got the Darwin wrap-up done. This is episode 12. I'm Dave, and we have resurrected Rowan from the dead. How's it going, guys? Good to be back again. But, uh, yeah, sickness number two. Bloody winter, it's killing me. Bloody man flu. You're bloody millennials. None of you got any <laughs> stamina. I thought it was more to do with the fact that we kicked your butt in Oregon. You just stayed in bed for two weeks. Oh, pretty much that was it, mate. I was actually just ignoring you because I didn't want to talk to you after Origin, so <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Go Queensland. Oh, what a dominant, dominant performance that was. That was a brilliant thing. Love it. Oh, it's just a Go expected, expected these days. <laughs> yeah, we've beaten the hope out of you. <laughs> That's what happens when you've got a coach that, you know, when you get beaten 36 to 6, goes, oh, the boys played good, you know, we've done really well, it's all right, you know, we'll be fine. I'm like, no, no, you don't say that. You say they played like shit. going <laughs> to kick them in the ass and tell them to actually play better next time, but nah, not our coach. Yeah, and we're just, just going to keep like an absolute powerhouse centre on the bench for 50 minutes. Yeah, and, and then we'll... gives them a pat on the back and our participation trophy, yeah. <laughs> and we'll just chuck another bloke in the centres who's never ever seen it before because we've got him in as a six. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I wonder why we're losing. I don't know. Uh, mate, I hope you guys keep Freddie forever. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I started a petition <laughs> on behalf forever. of all Queenslanders everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just ridiculous. Get rid of him. Get rid of it. Oh, what else we had going on recently? Oh, we had the uh, had the cricket. Cricket's been going off like a frog in a sock. Cricket has been going off. So the uh, I'm getting quietly confident of a five nil Ashes whitewash in uh, in England. How good would that be? So we're uh, we haven't even won the second test yet, but we're looking good. So oh, I'm loving you know, Basball. Basball is dead. Basball is dead. No, I'll start another petition. I want to keep Basball as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn straight. So we've got uh, I'm calling the new one Gasball now after Gary Lyons' uh, efforts to uh, you know, hold out in the first test there. So yeah, I know. Yeah, and that like middle of twelve runs to go, and he's just cracked that four straight out yeah. the middle. It was like now we're yeah. down to four o'clock in the morning. We're watching cricket, and I'm just going, mate, this is this oh, is yeah. edge of your seat stuff. We're running out of time, but we're also running out of wickets, and we've just got Cummins and Gaz. This could go either way. It could be over in in three balls, or we could end up getting it done in three overs. Like, who knows? No, it's ridiculous. And last night, that uh, absolute collapse of England. What was it that uh, Wally Flogginson said the other week, that uh, that Australia have got three number 11s? Well, if, yeah. if that's the case, <laughs> well, England have got six. So. <laughs> <laughs> they got five number 11s. <laughs> Love it. Oh, too yeah, good. Although, Gaz has done his calf. He's out. He might, he might even, yeah, he's done. He might that, even come back right. for the next one. All right, mate. We don't need him. We've got Travis Head to clean up. So, well, we do need him. We do need the goat. We, we do. do we goat. do do need him. But uh, Head done brilliantly last night. Do I have to fill in for him? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe Labuschagne's going to have to have a throw too, and you might even see Smitty come down and do get, his little get get, get smudge on for some few leggies. Yeah. Why not? Well, he's. That's why we got him in the team when he first came into the team. It wasn't for his well, batting. It was for his yeah, he's, bowling. He's a bowler, not a batsman. Yeah. Just turned out he's a better batsman than he's a bowler. Oh, good for it's that. So, yeah, and the girls the girls crashed it over there too in the Ashes. Oh, smashed it. Ash Gardner. This is why we need five-day women's test matches. Damn straight. None of this four-day rubbish anymore. Get no. an absolute <laughs> result because it would have been a draw on day four. Yeah. And, well, Ash Gardner for Australia cleaned up with a tenfer and um, yeah. Eccleston for uh, the UK. 11, 11, was it 11 or 12? It was 12, wasn't it? For Ash. She got 12 for the game, I thought. 
Yeah, for, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. eight on the yeah. eight on the last. Yeah, eight on the last day. Yeah, and um, but Eccleston did a ten for for uh, the Poms as well. Sophie, nice. She's pretty much the number one female spin bowler in the world, and Buddy Beaumont couldn't get her out either. She's bashed around for like two hundred and thousand runs, but then we knocked her off on the second innings, and then after that, getting them out was just absolutely uh, matter of fact. To be honest, we just ran through them. Yeah. Well, Ash Gardner ran through them, to be perfectly honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, she did. She's awesome. Oh, brilliant. And uh, then again, I suppose we'll finish off the other sport before we get into the car racing. Uh, the girls in State of Origin. New South Wales had a win, but Queensland won the series on aggregate points. This is why we need three Origins for the, uh, for the girls as well, I reckon. So Absolutely. Just, you know, why have two and do aggregates? It's just stupid. They, it, they can well, play three games, so... It's it's still NRL sort of developing the women's side of rugby league, and it's now economically viable. Yeah, like exactly. you're getting twenty thousand to the stands up in Townsville to watch a game of women's women's origin. Yeah, that is that's that's the same as every other club game. Well, I mean, you don't even get that many to manly games, so you no, know, you don't. You may as well. <laughs> no, you don't. Or Roosters games. Yeah. So, um. Uh, so that that next year, I hope we have a three series uh, origin for the girls because once again you get a result. Well, at least our girls can win a game occasionally, though. So you know, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with the New South Wales girls. Oh hell, hell, yeah. both sides. Some of those tackles, dude, I still wouldn't be getting up. I'd be in hospital. So <laughs> those girls hit hard. They hit hard for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm scared of them. And uh, anyway, that's enough of our catching up on our general life in the universe and sport at the moment so let's get into the car racing so we are wrapping up darwin which was a couple of weeks ago now and i went up for the race because it's my midwinter holiday getting out of cold freezing melbourne go up and party in the looseness that is darwin and holy hell did i party <laughs> so we Just rolled up on saturday and they were running the glenty greek festival up there on the foreshore so just food Food, 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 food everywhere. Everything was cooked. Everything was just savlakis. And yeah, it was amazing down there in the sunny 30 degrees. Um, and then basically parked myself at Shenanigans or the tap for the rest of the week and just partied in there. Have you been up to Darwin yet, Ro? Never been to Darwin. Northern Territory and, uh, and WA are the only two states in Australia that I've, uh, I've yet to actually visit. So well, save your pennies for next year, buddy. Yeah, got to get got to come up, up and play. Litchfield National Park is just spectacular. I went down there for a day just for a swim in the uh, Bully Rock Ponds and at Berry Springs. Yeah. Um, amazing. Just extraordinary place. Not oh, stunning. Just, you can just it, spend it, the it, entire it, week there. The you don't even have to do anything else. Just swimming in those water holes every day is just brilliant. Incredible. So cannot recommend them highly enough. Uh, Wangy Falls, we went there as well, but they were closed because there was a, a snapping handbag that they saw in January that they haven't been able to catch yet. So they set a trap up in the <laughs> swimming hole at the bottom of the Wangi Falls and it still hasn't been set off. So somewhere in that big-ass pool is a crocodile. But they can't be time at the moment, so they've, they've shut that off to the <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I don't want to hop in any water where there's a bitey log, so we'll, uh, no. we'll stay well, away from them. You just go to Red Rooster and you buy yourself half a dozen insurance policies for 10 bucks each. <laughs> just go get some roast chooks. <laughs> And you just throw the roast chooks in there. You wait half an hour. If something hits it, don't go in. Cheapest <laughs> 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 insurance policy you can ever get. Love it. Um, so we're back into Darwin <laughs> there. So just before we hit the racing, because we were, we were up there for the truck parade and stuff, 
Uh, that was on the Wednesday night. They have the trucks coming through the center of town, and the uh, that is just awesome. The whole town turned out for that, which is awesome. Uh, we were chilling out at the bar called The Tap on Mitchell Street and ran into a whole bunch of marshals, all flaggies and, and officials and stuff. They were just chilling out for a holiday before they have to start official duties. So we caught up with a bunch of them, which were awesome. Uh, the girls were smashing the fishbowl cocktails like there was no tomorrow. And by smashing, <laughs> I mean literally smashing them. They didn't get all their glasses back because <clears throat> a couple of them might have gone down by the floor. <laughs> and uh, then these two Frenchmen, these French tourists come past, absolutely hammered, like literally maggoted. And then we started talking to them over the fence. And they just ripped the shoe off, and I was just doing a shoey. I wasn't doing it. They were. I was filling up their what? stuff, and then the bouncers came and yelled at me because I was not allowed to hand bees outside the bar. And I went, okay, I understand what you're saying now. But I was actually pouring it into his shoe, and he did a shoey. So he he just wanted to do a shoey so bad. And just, <laughs> um, everybody cheered for that. And then uh, uh, caught up with Jason Sweeney from Game Life. Thank you very much, Mr. Jason Sweeney. Our, our sponsor, gamelife.com.au. Now's the time for the plug. Caught up with Sweens for the week, and he came down. We hired a car, and as we went down to Litchfield and out to the track, and we just hung out for the whole week just partying and going to shenanigans and going to the tap and going to monsoons and going that racing. Fun. It was really cool. So and I believe I there was some, some actual uh, car racing up there as well, wasn't there? So Well, eventually after my holiday <laughs> finished, yeah, I was exhausted, buddy. I can tell you. By the time, time you, Friday you actually came make around, it to the track? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. It's the perfect time of year. So let's get into the car racing itself because by the time I finished all my holidaying, we got down the track on Friday, we've got the, the day categories of the supercars, the Aussie racing cars, the Porsches, the Australian superbikes. And at night, we had the top fuel dragsters, uh, nitro at night and the door slammers and some top fuel bikes. So yeah. the schedule for Darwin is spectacular. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a festival of motorsport. So then we, that was our first chance to see all the indigenous liveries on the cars being indigenous round. And they looked fantastic. All the teams did a pretty damn good job, I thought. Yeah. They all look great. Who's your favorite? I, I'm still, I was just, just thinking about that. Like which one was the, the best looking one? So. Uh, it's uh, it's tough because there were so many good ones. Um, I was thinking Matt Stone Racing for mine. MSR did do a really good job. I did. Uh, whose was it? Chaz was it Chazzy's with the the NTI? Not the NTI. The Optus. His Optus. Yeah, yeah, the Optus one that looked pretty good. Um, I don't know. There was Red Bulls so was good. Um, DJRs was similar to last year's, but it wasn't as all encompassing. They had a lot of door space just with the shell logos for the sponsors, untouched as such. Yeah, I feel like when there's just when it's when it's all over the car, it can get a little bit too much. Like it's just, I feel like when there's, you know, I, I like there to be a lot of it, but not the whole car covered and things like that. I just like midis, like the midis one, that was pretty good. Yeah, the midis, the midis one looked real good, actually. That was definitely right up there. Triple Eight so did up. well. I thought theirs was, theirs was pretty good. I'm still thinking Triple that Matt Stone Racing good. was the one that had the most design that appealed to me yeah. in it. That looked good. I don't mind that. Like, the Erebus one was all right, the simplicity of it. Just the, you know, that has the, the, the undertones to the, the paint as well. Correct. Where you can see it kind of in the, in the background. I kind of like that a little bit, but it definitely wasn't my favorite one this year. It's normally, you know, which is, which is strange because Erebus normally pull out the, uh, the best liveries, but when it comes to these ones, I think there was a few other better ones out there this year. So, well, Grove I, went all out. Yeah, Penrite, Actually, Penrite won, and they they I, I even reckon. did um, race suits as well, and the bike. They the, the Penrite they bike. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
Well, they got the colours for it, don't they? Pen, right? It's the uh, it's it's the black, red, and yellow. So you know, it's the it's the indigenous colours. It's the uh, the flag. Yeah, We've got the perfect colour scheme for it. But thinking about it, though, I reckon the midis one was the best. It just looked awesome. That whole pink car that looked that looks ripper. So I reckon that was probably my favourite, to be honest with you. Yeah, cool. Well, all the teams did a great job with that, and it was well well supported. Then at night after racing with the top fuelers. My lord, if you have never, ever, ever seen a top fuel dragster or funny car, I cannot describe it to you. You just have to experience it for yourself. I've seen them for years. Started following top fuelers when I was 15. Nitro stinging in your eyes and that sweet smell of nitro fuel and just the sheer violent sensation <laughs> of the cars coming past, shaking your eyes, punching your chest, watching the feeling the ground shake, your ears are splitting, just. Four seconds of controlled violence. It's <laughs> just amazing. So that's, that's, uh, that was a whole of Darwin turn up for that. Even if they don't go to the car racing during the day, the whole of Darwin just flow in at six o'clock at night, ready for the night session for the top fuelers. So thousands and thousands and thousands of people just lining up down the side of the circuit, watching yeah. these things just explode. <laughs> there was one incident though, which is really, really, um, quite serious that happened on the, on the Saturday night, the last run of the night for the top door slam is grand final, the A final. Uh, Kelvin Lyle uh, hit the wall, ricocheted across the circuit, almost wiped out Zapier in the other lane. And then at 250 miles an hour, pulls the chutes to slow down and they don't deploy. And he just flew all the way down and just smashed straight at the end of the circuit into the wall. It was pretty, pretty big hit. Devastating. The car's complete right off. Took a long time to get him out of the car. It was all very serious. Um, taken off to hospital, spent some time in intensive care, and uh, good news is, great news is, that effectively he only broke four ribs and some associated bruising and bashing. Uh, he's now ribs, out of hospital, recovering quite well. He's <clears throat> back off to WA, back off home. Um, checked on that today. So thank God Kelvin's all right, last year's yeah. champion. Um, but well, when you I mean, see accidents like that go wrong, it brings it right back pretty quickly that unlike our cars the supercars these cars are made to crash yeah like you you see how fragile our cars are now you know they have wheel-to-wheel contact and things bend and break and oh, yeah. have all kinds of trouble trying to even put a front clip back on but these cars when they're hitting the wall at 250 mile an hour um the fact that he's alive is extraordinary and the yeah. fact he was so limited <clears throat> in the actual damage from the belts that he was wearing and broke four ribs Honestly, that's that's a Tats Lotto ticket right there. And But congratulations to Kelvin. Good luck for next year. You don't have a car, unfortunately, for later this year, so you'll have to find something else to drive because this one's not, not recoverable. It's not something you, they're going to cut a bit off and just weld it back on. So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. 200 mile an hour, you're not going to uh, not going to have much left of the car after that, are you? So. <laughs> it won't be straight. You're not putting it on a Jeep. <laughs> no, you will not. <laughs> so. No, but the right big one. disappointment thing is, <clears throat> after the round, I've learned that the Australian superbikes and the Nitro up north cars are not coming back next year. That's what I've heard. Not oh, coming really? back to Darwin. Nope. Darwin there, don't want to pay. Is there any reason behind that? No, yeah, money. Yeah. Flat yeah. out money is the cost. It's the cost of going racing. Now, the bikes is for, for that round, for what it is, the cost of them to go racing in Darwin is too expensive for the category, Australian superbikes. Yeah. Darwin aren't prepared to pay for them to come. So looks like there won't be any Aussie bikes or super bikes up there for next year. And, and it's the same deal for 
the nitro cars. There's some other things going on with Nitro at the moment. There's a breakaway series about to start as well that's being sort of managed by the drivers. I think it's going to be separate to Andra. There's ADRC, Australian Drag Racing Championship. There's a whole new uh, franchise that's about to kick off, which is independent of Andra because they just don't like the way that they're being managed by Andra. So, yeah. It's that's not the reason for them not coming back. It's once again, it's the dollars. Darwin don't want to pay the costs or contribute costs. So it might uh, just be back to supercars next year, straight up, just with like Porsches and Aussie cars, and maybe Super Twos might get up there. Again, it's probably too expensive for Super Twos because it's a long way away. That's pretty interesting, considering as you said, the uh, the amount of crowd that was flowing in for the uh, for the dragsters at night time. So. You know, you'd think if, if that's so much of a draw card to bring so many people there, then you'd think they'd want to keep They'll do a standalone. Up there, They'll go back yeah. to a standalone round for their own series. They won't be like a, a bolt-on to to the Supercars weekend. Supercars, yeah. I'm not saying they're not going back to Darwin. I'm just saying they won't be coming back yeah. onto, the, onto this, this calendar. But you'd think that's the best time to do it. Like, that, as you said, the, you know, the Festival of Motorsport kind of thing where you've got everything there, That's uh, I think that's one of the biggest draw cards for the Darwin round is they've got so many different styles of racing up there. So to it's a, it's a shame. I didn't, I didn't know about that. So that's a shame that that's going to uh, not be the same as of next year. Anyway, we shall move on. That was it. So basically those, those races are awesome. So let's talk about the car races, our car races. Let's talk about supercars. The qualifying sessions were razor thin. Everybody's got their cars dialed in for quality and you can only be 0.3 of a second and you're sitting well and truly outside of the 10. You're like 15th, 16th. Oh, yeah, easily. So everyone's dialed in, Mustangs and Camaros, for quali pace, rock solid. So I think they've got that set up, sorted out. That near engine mapping that they gave to the Mustangs for this weekend, that worked fine. Nobody was complaining about engine pickup. Yeah. So then we go to racing on Saturday, the race one. I don't know. Everybody took the crazy pills. First of all, I'd say, you know, it, it was the first time that the, we've, uh, you know, well, it wasn't the first time, but it was good to see the uh, Fords out the front and red hot again. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't the uh, the red hot they were looking for because they didn't stay out the front. Poor Cammy Waters. So that was yeah, uh, lap five. I feel so bad for Cam. Like, I like Cam. You know, I'm, I'm holding GM through and through, but I love Cammy as a, as a driver and I feel so sorry for him because I, I honestly reckon he was out front pretty easily and i reckon he was going to win that race and and he deserved to win that race i think until uh you know another ford decided to burst into flames for a totally different reason this time as well apparently so yeah well they've they've found it they identified it yeah it was the fuel fuel line fitting had vibrated loose and spurted fuel over the engine which ignited and turned into a massive fire yeah that was huge so but uh that's what started the uh the chaos for Saturday though, wasn't it? So that was just the beginning of the chaos for the oh, Saturday yeah. race. <laughs> yeah, then you get twenty cars coming into the lane all at once. It was anarchy. That's one of the reasons I love NASCAR is because when you have the safety car, all the cars coming, you know, there's forty cars in pit lane and everyone's going crazy. Everyone's trying to get in and out as as you know as quick as they can and Yeah, that's no just, speed limit. And and they're used to it in NASCAR and it's still chaos. They're not that used to it in supercars. So when it happens in supercars, everybody bloody, you know, loses their shit and nobody knows what's going on and it, it literally causes carnage, which is, you know, 
that's what we want to see as car racing fans. We want to see a bit of chaos because it's entertaining. Yeah, but not so much in pit lane when you've got 15 cars all nudging <laughs> each other. Bang. Butting into each other and someone's <laughs> tyres, Scotty Pye's tyres getting flown across the lane and bouncing off the other side of the wall. And, and it's, it's so chaotic that supercars can't even figure out who caused it, so there's no penalty for a tyre going flying through pit lane. That's uh, exactly. that, that's brilliant. So. <laughs> the next day, Berto spent all night trying to work out who gets what out of pit lane and went, uh, the whole thing's Stop amazing it. incident. Yeah. Stuff it. Carry on. <laughs> Nobody lost an eye. <laughs> Move along, people. Nothing to see here. <laughs> like even even SVG shunting Feeney out of his box when he was coming in behind him. Yeah. Like even if it's a teammate, you can't make contact in a lane. And that's the same as if you are driving out of your pit box and your teammate yeah. comes in and punts you from behind, that's still contact. Gives you a little nudge. Oh, he was just giving him a help along to get him up to speed. Yeah, just getting him onto the 40k an hour. <laughs> Lucky you didn't bump <laughs> him over it, yeah. and get a speeding fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Oh, I, lo- I love watching that. So that's, uh, you know, because let's be honest, pit stops can be a little bit dull at times, but when when there's that they much going be. on in pit lane, so they uh, that's when it brings the entertainment. So give me, give me more of that. Yeah, so they had a little grass fire there. I thought we were down at Simmons Plains again, the, the kings of the grass fire. <laughs> Like every fourth lap, there's another grassy. I don't know why they just don't backburn that into the turn eight, turn seven, turn eight away. Just backburn it at the start of the round. But anyway, that little grassy, that's fine. And then Willie Brown's going full Morse code on the back of Shane because Shane's like rolling out playing pots, right? He's letting Brock sort of up the the front a little bit. Shane's sort of like slowing down a little bit. Everybody can see it. And they're going, well, no, he didn't. And then Brownie's all over his ass hitting him. And then he's complaining on the radio. Oh, Brown's hitting me so hard, my wheels are in the air. It's like, dude, you're the one rolling out. Stay on race yeah. pace. Stop slowing down. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got a he's got a habit of that, Shane. He's, but at the end of the day, he's smart because he slows down just enough that it'll and then slow the, the car behind. And then and then he, puts a brake on. Exactly. But any any but he doesn't slow down enough also that he's going to potentially cop himself a penalty. So correct. This is this is why Shane Van Gisbergen is the best racer out there because he's smart as well. Not only is he fast on track, but he's smart. He's got a racing brain. So yeah, it's racecraft. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it a little bit dodgy? Of course it is. But oh, is it dodgy it is. within yeah. the rules? Of course it is. Is, is anybody is, yeah. else allowed to do it? <laughs> of course they are. Everybody yeah. else can do the same thing. It's just when you're trying to take somebody. You're trying yeah. to overtake them, and they're block, they're boxing and blocking you back and pushing you back into the clutches of the guys behind you. That's a little bit of racecraft. Totally but don't complain legal. if you're getting hit up the back. Yeah, I mean that's that's just a dick move, pretty much. So you know, and I, th- I think that's why there's so many people out there that still don't like Shane and probably never will like Shane because he he does all these things, but then he's also real quick to complain when something's happening to him. So you know, that's a standard and, uh, triple eight model, though, isn't it? <laughs> that's pretty much is. Pretty, <laughs> that's been going pretty, on since Roland turned up in Australia. Pretty sure it's written into their contracts when they sign <laughs> on with Triple Eight. Actually, yeah, it's a motto. It's one of their, it's one of their, their racing mottos. Yeah. yeah, win at all costs and complain if you don't. Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. But hey, so we'll, so we'll kick on. We'll just move on uh, towards the, the. That was the Saturday racing done. Uh, Sunday we had a couple of races there. Oh, so actually, so was, sorry, race thirteen. Say, on sh- the shout, out, shout out to the winner as well. Yeah, Frosty. You know, it's been a while. Frosty gets his first win <laughs> for a long time. It's only only been seven years. We better give him a shout out for that one. So yeah, you know, true. Well, well done. 
Well done, Rude. Frosty. First win since 2016 and well-deserved, I think. So he's, it was well uh, fought too. Like He had to fight yeah. for that as well. He did, he did. So, you know, once once again, I did say at the start of the year, I think Frosty might like these new cars because they're back in the days where they move around a little bit more. So, you know, I'm, uh, I didn't have to eat my words about these old ducks doing uh, doing well with these new cars because they're uh, they're all doing okay. So well, Sunday they, you had to eat your words because where was Frosty on Sunday? He was down the back well, on the 22nd. I did, but you know he's got he's got one win now, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll take <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> oh, just touching on your on your point that you your your opinion about Waters was going to wipe like clean up that first race was going to win the first race. Yeah. Um, I I don't think so. You don't reckon? I don't think so. I I think he was going to have the same tire fading issue that all the other Mustangs have had, which we'll get to a little bit later. He was yeah. leading the race and he was fastest, but I don't think he would have had the tire life on the rear to fight off the challenge from behind him. Don't reckon he could have kept it. No, I reckon the car would have faded. It's the same car as every other car. It's got the same setup. It's got the same issue getting out of corners. Quali- he had a great qualifying and that's it. And he only had yeah. four laps of racing and on the fifth lap he caught fire. So, we won't know, but you go to lap yeah. 32, 33, there's no way he would have had that rear tire life. Same speed. Yeah, that's true. So I reckon, it, I don't know if he would have, it wouldn't have been as, as, uh, obvious as people were claiming after four laps when all your tires yeah. are still green, because this, we'll get to that in a little while. But yeah. so on the Sunday, we had another couple of, uh, uh, another new winner. Jack LeBrock won the last race in the Arvo for Matt Stone Racing. Which kind of surprised everybody. I'm not saying it to be mean, but definitely surprised a lot of people that the pace was there. Well, MSR have had they've, they've been up there this year though. They've been getting top tens for a lot of it, and I, yeah, top I tens. But to, to hold out and fight off, to fight off, hold back a race yeah. win um, it's, it's, from it's, Andre it's, it's, from Heimgardner and Feeney, especially yeah. Feeney. <laughs> It's a great result for them, but I was I wasn't too surprised. I think MSR's been been building towards it. So and with oh, these cars, like, the, the 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 tuning, as you as you said, the tuning with these cars in in quality, and it's just it's it's you know it's not much different for the race. If you just get your car tuning a little bit little bit better than you you did with the other ones, then you're gonna be you're gonna be up there. So it's there's so fine a margin with these new cars and the tuning on them. So MSR on that Sunday just done a slightly better job than the rest of them to to keep it out the front and hold off. But, yeah, but to also remember they're a fully paid top level triple eight customer car. Yeah. So they get all of Triple Eight's data. They get the setup, they get True. everything. The only thing they don't get is tire pressures. They get Shane's car and they get Brock's car. Whatever they've yep. got, they pay for. They just bolt it straight into their car and see if uh, Jack and Cam can actually drive it in that setup. If yep. they start moving. So they're already, so that's, that's what you pay for. So you should be expecting these results. You should be racing triple eight when you have access to their data. Hmm, true. So yep. then that proves it's right. But then unfortunately for Brownie and Brody on that, on that race, because Brody got caught up in a tangle on, the opening lap, bent a steering arm, had to come in. He was down three laps, and that blew his race because he volleyed yeah, well high. And that was such a nothing accident as well. That was just a little wheel-to-wheel touch. Last year's car, he would have drove off with that. Maybe he had a slightly bent steering arm, but with this one, it's just completely snapped. So. Well, there were a few that this weekend. Look at Reynolds. Yeah. Like yeah. There, there, was, there was a few guys that had their days done just by making incidental contact as opposed yeah. to like flying into a wall. Yeah. 
Um, and, and then Brownie copped a five-second penalty for a bump and go on uh, Frosty. Yeah. But because he managed to make a gap and, and race up to fourth, he was able only to drop two car spots. Like when, when they applied the five-second mm. penalty, he only went back to six, but he got to six by like half a car. Yeah. If he'd dropped back, if he wasn't going as hard at the end of that race and he came back uh, by another quarter of a second, he would have been down to eighth. Yeah. So he saved good, some points there, driving. salvaged some points yeah. there to finish sixth. And Brody <clears throat> salvaged points by getting back out and circulating and just getting 18 points. And at the end of that weekend, Erebus is still leading the championship one and two. Yep. Uh, we got, I think it's Brock and... Uh, Brock's, Brock's hot on the heels now, so... Yeah, the Triple Eight guys are coming hard, real hard. Yeah. And I think Brock's legitimately our biggest threat. Shane's always a threat to win race by race, but Brock's got the consistency at the moment. He's getting, he's getting all the points. And at the moment, he's, he's out driving Van Gisbergen. Yeah. Which is, I mean, look, everyone knew when Brock got the supercars that he was going to be, he was going to be a gun. Like, I think if there's, a, if there's anyone out there that said this kid's got no talent and he's not going to go anywhere, they're an absolute idiot because from a young age, back when he was in the Erebus Academy, like everyone could see that he had, had speed and he had the talent. And it was just a matter of getting him into supercars, and then he gets given a ride in the in the top team in supercars and wins in his first year. And now he's constantly top five. Like you know, is there yeah exactly a race? Is there a race this year that he hasn't had an issue in that he hasn't finished in the top five? I don't think there is. He's just his consistency is ridiculous. So yeah, I don't. Just, well, I don't think he's had a stack yet either. So yeah, he's keeping so, his nose know, clean. As much as I love seeing our boys up the top there, I, I think that at the current point in time on, on race results and everything like that, I think Brock's the biggest threat for the championship this year. He's, he's the one we've got to keep an eye on. We've got to keep an eye on everybody, yeah. but I'm Triple H's <laughs> the team that we need to really worry about, as far as I, my opinion. Yeah. Um, other than that, the racing up there was relatively, as a general thing, everybody, once they had their, especially after the first pit stop, everybody just fell into an envelope. There weren't that many cars that were making in-race positions, not not many. Uh, a couple of the Mustangs did. I think Mostert made almost 30 positions up over the weekend because of the poor qualifying mm. and was able to make up a lot of, lot of positions in-race. But as a general rule, there wasn't a great deal of racing going on. There's a lot of following. Mm. Um, a lot of hot brakes. Well, they were saying as well there's issues with these cars overheating when they follow too close behind. So I think that was a big issue up in Darwin, being it's so warm up there that they were, you know, you follow behind a car for too long and, you, and your car just starts overheating. So you've got to kind of pull out and slow down, either slow down a little bit or, you know, you've got to off the racing line whenever you can yeah, to get your car yeah. to slow down, which is compromising your speed. Yeah, but the whole premise of this car is you should be able to race up to the back of them and then be able to go side awesome. by side, like yeah. swing out. Don't get the yeah. dirty air that's just going to take away your downforce off the front because it's not there now. And yeah. you should be able to draft and pull out and then go side by side. And we didn't see – I don't think we've seen – I don't think we're there yet. We haven't got there with right. racing uh, entertainment, with raceability on these cars yet. We might have parity. We might be making the same lap times, and the cars are so close that – Small tweaks are going to have large results, but yeah. we haven't got the raceability right yet. So see what happens no. in, in Townsville. So hopefully, work we'll, in progress. So you know, they're... still is, yeah, still is. Let them keep yeah. working. A technical working group. See how they go. Yeah. Um. Oh, what about that? <laughs> why, why would you practice 
the virtual safety car limiter on like Triple Eight's Shane's car when they got that all wrong and he couldn't he lost all practice. Oh yeah. Because you know it's it's an yeah. over, it's it's an override basically it just drops the speed of all the cars down to one twenty when there's a safety car on course and the whole thing just blew his whole practice session out because he couldn't go faster than one twenty it's uh, it just that's, didn't work well why would you why would you just chuck it on a wild card or something put it on a wild card or do it at a test day why are you doing it an actual race weekend so you know <laughs> yeah just just put him in a good mood for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's loving it. You know, he's he's already happy enough with that with supercars this year. Why not just? <laughs> I mean, they're, <laughs> they're a homologation. They are the homologation team, right? So they are there for testing these things. Yeah, but stick it on the super cheap car. Yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't. Don't mess with then the, again. Is from it, your car. Is it because is it because Shane's the uh you know the experienced driver and can give them better feedback regarding makes no, it. Or, makes, no, you know? makes no difference. They push yeah. a button, it sends a signal, and it sends the motor down yeah. 120 k now. It doesn't matter who's driving it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> but just, you've got a third stupid. car there. Stick it on that. It's only a test. Yeah, well, that's it. And the wild they had, not, they had know, it on a couple of mean. other cars, and they were going to like do it on some other cars. As soon as this one crapped out, they went, nah, forget it. <laughs> get, <laughs> get, not get touching it for the weekend. So, I don't know. Mm. See how they go. So is, is so is it because I, I miss most of that. So it is a virtual safety car thing. Is it like they're testing virtual safety nah, car? Well, no, I don't think they're using it as a virtual safety car. As in, when they call a full course yellow, there won't be a safety car. It's they'll still be deploying a safety car, but this prevents yeah. people from coming around at two hundred and fifty k's an hour to catch up to the back of the train. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. It's a, it's the safety aspect of a safety car. We've yeah. all seen in the F1 especially where we've had crew on track, on circuit, yeah. and guys dive in the pits because it's either that or they close the pit lane for yellows. Yeah. And we don't have this situation where cam catches fire. We have marshals on course. We have 20 cars piling into the pits. The safety car is circulating with three cars behind them because they're waiting for a gap to come around the next lap to get yeah. in to do the pits but all the guys coming out on the circuit have got their foot to the floor, floor 250k yeah. an hour past this scene to catch yeah. up to the safety car to do an undercut under safety car right and not lose track position so you either close the pits under yellow or they're just going to speed limit them so that they can still go around at 120 k's an hour just not 250 it's just safer yeah. for having marshals on course yeah no it's fair I'll it just start. didn't work <laughs> yeah, well, it works, yeah. It just didn't work. It just came on and couldn't turn it off, and they don't know why. Because yeah, it actually didn't turn it on. It just came on. I just turned itself on, did I? You couldn't turn it off, and yeah, they didn't know what was going on. So ma- ma- um, imagine, imagine that at Bathurst, down coming down Conrod at two hundred and seventy k's an hour, and your, and your virtual safety car limiter just kicks in, and you yeah, back to all of a sudden you start rolling out. You got no ignition, and it's just rolling down to like to one hundred and twenty. Um, oh, that's great. But that, but it won't be used as a virtual safety car like in F one where. Yeah. The whole course gets hit with it. There isn't an actual real car on course. There's yeah. everyone just has to slow down and yeah. and you stay in your your relative positions. Like you can't go up or down. You can't move yeah. closer or further because everyone's at tracking at the same speed. You yeah. everyone will be still tracking at the same speed. It's just the safety car will be going at whatever speed it needs to go at and you'll be doing when you're on course you'll be doing 120. Yeah. 
So just makes it safer. So that was a that was a thing. So that's basically it for Darwin wrap up. Unless you got anything else that you want to? Yeah, you no, that's about it. I think for Darwin. So no, that's uh, yeah, yeah. I just no, remember. No, I just no. remember that it being perfect weather and cars were loud and those Porsches <laughs> are even ridiculously loud. Those Porsches are oh, so goddamn loud with these twin exhausts now. Not a, not a massive fan of the racing in Porsches, but the oh, sound boring, mate. Well, that's stunning, what happens with yeah. the class category. You get the same car, the yeah. same setup. There's yeah. some tunability in it, and everybody just processional racing. Yeah, but the noise, oh, yeah, so loud, so loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aussie racing cars, <laughs> proud favourites, massive proud favourites. They're just loose, going in three wide. Yeah, into, I love coming it. up to four wide, and then <laughs> working out if you how many wide you are when you come out of the turns. Sporty cars on track, just going mental. Yeah, bonnets are optional. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, Aussie racing cars are definitely some of the best racing in the country, I reckon. I tell you, nobody left the circuit. They're not a joke category by any stretch of the no. imagination. Not if you're a, a fan no, of actual they're... racing. Yeah. No, you'll you'll be there. I have never never been to a race where the where the Aussie racing cars are where you see people get up and go to the toilet or go to the food stalls or anything like that. When the Aussie racing cars are on, people are planted and they're watching. They're they're just awesome. Yeah, and there's forty of them. Yeah, that's that's you know that's what the Porsche race is when you get up to go to the toilet and get your food because you can you only need to hear them you don't need to look at them so you can that's that's when you walk around the track and just enjoy yeah. the sound but you don't have to look at them so <laughs> yeah I agree I agree well speaking of the Aussie cars I ran into Charlotte Pointing up there introduced myself and we had a. A great little chat. Also, I ran into the girls from Girls on the Grid, um, Tanaya. We caught, we caught up at the pub. Actually, everybody catches up at the pub. That's just default position. <laughs> Everyone's at the pub. And uh, so I'm going to have a chat with Charlotte Pointing, hopefully this week, another interview with her, her racing. She had a really good weekend up there too, just knocking on the edge of the top tens, made up heaps of spots and back fighting where she should be. So it's much better than the Newcastle round where she got caught up in that big six-car pileup on the corner. Remember when the Aussie cars had that big stack? Yeah. Yeah, she was the last one That's in. That's right. She was involved in that one, yeah. Yep, she was the last one in uh, coming around that blind turn uh, with the track completely blocked. So nice. uh, we'll have a good chat with nice. her. That's that's coming up for all you listeners. Chat with a hat with Charlotte Pointing. So once I lock that in, that'll be done. And Sweet. then the other category for the day was Aussie Super Bikes. And there was some mad racing in these bikes. Holy ho. They they made a lot of fans up there in Darwin. Everybody was just riveted to watching these guys just le- leaning it over, just flat stick. Conditions were perfect. Track temp was fine. Grip levels were good. And everybody was just thinking these guys are mad lunatics just because of the the speed that they're taking these corners at and the angles that they bikes over. They're crazy people. They're crazy people. It's like, put me in a racing car, like let me go fast as you can around the track. Bike, stuff that, you are crazy. You are insane, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, they made made a lot of new fans. And this is why this format works so well because it introduces these other sport categories to different fan groups. So there are guys up there for the bikes, watching cars for the first time, guys watching cars, seeing bikes for the first time. And then there are guys that are from both that are going for the first time to see a first top fuel dragster. So it really does work, that festival of motorsport. Unfortunately, it looks like it's not coming again, but you never say never. Yeah. So that's that's basically the wrap for 
for Darwin. Now, we've, we've got a little bit of news, basically. Just a little bit of news to finish off with before we hit Townsville. Okay, yeah. You want to lead off with the, the parody? So what do we do? Yeah, parody. Oh, look, we won't talk too much about it because everyone's sick of it, I think. Yeah, we are, but we'll just it's, say what's uh, happened. It, yeah, so it's not there. Four teams are uh, still a little bit upset that they're not there. They're happy with the engine mapping now, but they're, you know, it's. I think they're now more focused on a little bit of aero. So they're they're doing testing this week. I think the testing's already been done with the uh, Declan Fraser's car with Cam Waters in it at Winton, was it? Yep. And uh, and then there was another one with the DJR. I think were have they done that up at Queensland? Yeah, they did. Yet? Up at sure. yeah. Yep. So, yep, same day. And, it was uh, Wednesday. So, and and by the sounds of things, it looks like there's going to be a little bit of an aero change to the rear of the car to hopefully help them with their tyre life. So there's your parody news. We're all sick of that. Hopefully we can get that sorted and this uh, this little test will sort it out because we just want to see, you know, even as Camaro General Motors fans, we want to see the Fords up there. We want to see them battling. So, you know, hopefully this will get them up there and fix whatever niggling little issues there is and we can we can actually have some decent racing and get rid of the dirty P word from everyone's mouths. Yeah, well, it's a 250k race this weekend, so legit, if you don't have your stuff right, it's a long time for uh, you to go backwards. It is indeed. It is indeed. If the Mustangs are going to wear their <coughs> rear tyres off after two, after 88 laps, like it, it was happening after 30 laps at Darwin. It's only a 2.8k circuit, right? 30 laps, yeah. 100k race. All the Mustangs are down the back. All the Camaros are up the front by the end of the race. Yeah. It's just Do that over 88 laps, two pit stops, just going to be the same. So, yeah. not fun. As long as our no. boys win, though, then I like it. But well, yeah, we won't be won't be complaining then. But uh, you know, yeah, we still still want to see some action. Yeah, fix hopefully, it. Hopefully just fix it. For goodness sake, yeah. we're halfway it. through the calendar already. Yeah, exactly. Was, well, we're coming yeah. up to race well, we 16. We're, we're over halfway through in terms of races now. I think. Yep. So C- Coming up to yeah. race 16 next Saturday. So yeah. We've only got a couple more rounds before we hit the actual Enduros at Sandown. Mm, so that'll be interesting. See how that goes. Uh, what's another one? Joey Mawson. That's a, finally might be uh, looking like he's going to get himself a super license. So, you know, it's not confirmed 100% yet, but it looks like supercars is going to actually pull their finger out of their backside and, uh, and, and give him a super license because he deserves it and he should have it anyway. Yeah, well, as far as so, I understand, supercars is the roadblock here. Yeah. So, so Joey Mawson was entitled to be issued a gold FIA license at the start of this year, but they didn't. And that's an administrative error on the FIA's behalf. And they are not prepared to make an adjustment mid-season. They'll do it at November at the end of the year. They do one adjustment for all licenses globally, once a year, no exceptions. Yeah. Motorsport Australia are happy to issue him a super license. And they will issue yep. him a super license, but that's a Motorsport Australia super license. Supercars themselves have extra conditions on their category. And they're not the only category that do this, by the way. All the categories work with MA to uh, administer their category the way that they want it done as well, as long as their rules don't contradict the MA basic set of rules. So supercars have the right to say, no, also we're going to add these extra requirements for a super license to race in supercars. Yeah. They also have the power of discretion, of which they were unwilling to use until all of this went public and it's all blown up. And even before, and I've got to say, apart from the fans 
that have been pushing back going, this is just stupid. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It just sounds like you're being spiteful. And when Barry Rogers was mentioning this a couple of months ago, saying that there's active decisions being made by supercars to prevent any drivers that aren't coming up through their Super 2s program from competing yeah. in supercars, they're actively blocking ARG and Shannon's drivers and other categories like Trans Ams and S5000s and whatever to meet their own criteria to force people through their own pathway. And then Roland came and explained every to everybody how the super license points are actually uh, accrued and, and how the <laughs> licensing system is structured. Once all that became completely transparent, all of a sudden, within a week, supercars are going, oh, well, we're looking at it now. We might be able to do something here. We're going to talk to the FIA and we're going to see what we can do. And, dude, it's not up to the FIA. Yeah, it's up to you. They can can send him an email right now and then he will be the co-driver with Slady (coughs) for Premier for the Sandown and Bathurst rounds. Yeah, exactly. Because Premier are the ones that want him. Exactly, and they should, and they should have him. So it's not know, like he's, he's knocking on the door saying, "I don't qualify on these things. Can I just no. have one because I want one?" Yeah, he's got a team that are actually petitioning to put him in a ride. <laughs> yeah, this is the absurdity of it. He's not just knocking on the door, begging, so he can yeah. have it in the back pocket and then go around he's, knocking on doors asking for a yeah. ride. No, he's he's been he's been offered a ride because he's got the skills, and they know he's got the skills, and. He should he's a be two-time given a gold ride. star champion. Yeah. yeah, and he's going to win it at the and third year this year. No one, no one can touch him in the S five thousands. He's got that thing nailed. Yeah, exactly. That's just ridiculous. So, no, give give the kid a ride. Give him a seat. But uh, continuing on with Premier as well, there are just poached a uh, pretty solid race engineer as well. So they've uh, got themselves a new race engineer in Romy Mayer from Triple Eight who engineered a, a top 10 for the super cheap wild card last year at Bathurst. So I reckon that's an absolute massive coup for them and hopefully it is. great news for Slady because I think she's going to end up being his full-time race engineer. Hopefully. So, yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic because she's, uh, you know, she's got a lot of skills, Romy, and I think giving Slady a permanent race engineer, if that is the plan, um, is, is just going to do – Great things for him. Premier are actually doing pretty good this year, all things considered. Is it their second year in the category? So, you know, they're they're doing a pretty good job. And I think getting someone like Romy on board to engineer the cars for them is only going to excel their trajectory to the front of the grid. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she's learnt from the best. She was data yeah, engineer down at Triple Eight, and then she's had a go at engineering the car itself. And just like they're a triple eight customer for the car and the data. Now they're a triple eight customer for the engineers as well. <laughs> <They're just> <laughs> <gone>. <laughs> I think Jamie's left the pantry door open and Pete Zivers has wandered through the back door and just started taking things off the shelf. He's going, yoink, I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah and I'll have, yeah, what are you doing with her? She's sitting over there in the corner. Oh, yeah. Hey, Romy, come over here. Come with me. Yeah. We'll, and, we'll uh, take you. We'll take you. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's a good sighting. Uh, Dylan O'Keefe again has been co-driving with Jimmy Golding for Premier. They made that announcement as well. So, yep. And Pete raced bloody hard up in the nitros with his dragster as well. Got into the final up at Darwin. I forgot to mention that he's actually dra- he's actually racing his top fuel dragster up there as well. The only other thing that I wanted oh, it's two things. Two things I want to talk to you about. This thought bubble from Barclay Nettlefold wanting to convince everyone that going to twenty four cars 
on the grid is a good idea so we can pursue this fool's errand on shipping our category over to Singapore to become a support for F1 is the complete opposite of what every single fan wants for this sport. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a complete 180. He's literally chucked it in reverse and put his foot on the gas. What do you reckon? It is the dumbest idea that I've ever heard in in the history of supercars. It is seriously, we want more cars. Nettlefold, pull your head out of your ass, mate, and listen to what the actual people that are watching this sport want because never in the history of any time I've spoken to a supercars race fan and they've gone, you know what I want is less cars on track and more international motorsport, more international races. The opposite. We want more cars on track. We've said it for years. Give us 26 cars. Put every single TRC on the track. Give us 30. Give us more. Yeah, give us more. Add 28. Add 30. Have more teams. Two cars. And, and, and not just this, but it was, uh, I think it was, I can't remember who said it. I remember someone saying it just the other day, but it's, it's take, not just taking away the, the cars on the track, but there's, it's already hard enough to get into supercars as it is as a young driver. You take that down to 24 cars, that's two more seats that a young driver has lost their ability to get in there. So all these kids coming up through Super 3, Super 2, all that, things like that, what is the point? They're not going to get a seat. You know, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's just it's just the dumbest thing in the world, and I hope to not God Not to mention the engineers and, and exactly. the support and the team. Exactly. Like, the whole uh, thing's a fool's errand. Uh, it needs, it needs to be bin. Just, just get rid of it. We, we want to, we want more cars on track. I'm okay with you going overseas, but get your shit together here first. Get the races here. Give us Phillip Island. Give us Winton back. You know, New Zealand. Give us, give us the races we want over here. New Zealand. Exactly. We get 100% New Zealand, New Zealand before anything else, which is going to happen. But, oh, you know, of course. Yeah, it's happening. We, we, we need to be at least one race, if not two races, I think, over in New Zealand. And then we need, you know, we need Winton back on the track and, you know, make, hopefully Phillip Island as well. We want these, you know, 14 or 15 races over here. And then if you want to start going overseas, cool. Try and venture out then. But get your shit together here. Give us more cars on track over here. Give us 14, 15 rounds over here. And then you can look at overseas. Nobody cares I'm about those. 16. There. 16 rounds is my magic number. <laughs> I've been considering yeah. it. 15 is not enough. 16 well, 15, rounds see, is that's just what, nice. 15, I think, 15 over here. And then the 16th round, send it overseas somewhere. Go on. Do, yeah. do, do, do the 16th round overseas. Not at the overseas, expense you know? of a domestic round. No, 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 no. Definitely not. So um, never, ever should they be going overseas at the expense of having another round over here. That If, if they're going to do that, they can shove it up their ass as far as I'm concerned. Because, well, there's no know, benefit. There's no commercial benefit nobody, for us to Nobody be, cares about it. We should like. There's no point of us going to Malaysia or Singapore or Dubai. Or any like uh, Britain, of following the yeah. F1 calendar around, apart from the Melbourne one because it's here. Because mm. internationally, not one second of that supercar race will be broadcast into Europe or America. Mm-hmm. Not yep. one second. That's just dumb. When they try to claim that it's great to get some international sponsor exposure, yeah. that's a fib. They are blowing yeah. smoke up your butt. That is yeah. not. It doesn't happen. It's, it's not it. It's not. They're lying. They're literally trying to to say, look over here, something shiny. I want to play with my big F1 boys because I'm a sports promoter and this is what mm-hmm. I know I can do. But you're going to kill the sport domestically and no one's going to see it, mate. Yeah. 
Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody saw a single second <clears throat> of, the, of the supercars at Melbourne yeah. overseas. No one. Yeah. Because it if, wasn't broadcast it, by Sky Sports. And, and let's be fair, when you're at Formula 1, even if they do see a second of it, it's an eight-lap race. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to give a shit. Gap plug-in. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, just you need to have if, – if you're going to go international, like, you know, that's when you need races like Bathurst or Sandown, put an endurance out there, something that's different that they don't see overseas. An eight-lap race, that's junior categories doing races on a, on a, on a race weekend. That's Shannon's Nationals races where they're, that's right. you know, the, the Formula, Formula Fords and Formula Vs and the XLs and stuff like that are doing eight-lap races. A top-flight category should never be doing races that are that small. I don't care where it is. And you know, just do you remember when they used to run the W series when F1 ran that for a couple of years? Yeah, the, the women's W series. Yeah. Remember how they were supporting the F1s on some of the calendars over in over in Europe, like the Super Twos do yeah. over here. They don't they don't hit every calendar, but they. Yeah. Remember when they? Do you remember how many you get to watch? No, I, I don't think I saw. I, saw, I think I saw one or two. Yeah. Zero. No, they didn't none. broadcast yeah. it. That's they right. No, none. Yeah, category. that's right. Yeah. Zero. So you got F1 and F2. Only reason and F3. I thought I'm like, I'm like, hang on, no, I've watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So F1, <laughs> yeah. F2, and F3 are what's on the international broadcast. Yeah. W Series, they're there. Did you get a see of it on the main broadcast? Nope. That's exactly how supercars slot into the broadcast schedule in that slot because they run yeah. all the packages, all the back of the back of the yeah. grid packages and the drivers' chats and interviews and yeah. the little you know, roaming out the back of the corporate areas and stuff. That's that's when they're running that time when the support category is on. That's what we'll be and, doing uh, in Singapore. Nothing. What what what's just recently happened to the uh, W League? I think they've changed it to something else, but I don't think it's running at the moment. It's the W gone, Series. Yeah, I don't it's, think it's it's, uh, it's gone into administration at the moment. So they're yeah, they're, I think it, they're not they're not racing. So, well, they're not prepared you know. to invest any more money in it, which is ridiculous because they're saying it wasn't like commercially uh, returning, but nobody could watch it. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're not, if you're not getting you, airtime, of course it's not commercially viable. How are you, you know? going to convince um, categories, uh, sponsors and everything to jump on if you're not broadcasting a thing? It's just stupid. It went into administration only last yeah. month. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yep. Ridiculous, so, isn't it? So they're, they're so only half asked about it. They're not that serious about it. 24 cars, Barkley, you can go and get... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll bleep that out <laughs> later. And uh, I don't want to have to change these settings to like like explicit <laughs> as opposed to clean, whatever it is. So yeah, that, so that's we can forget about that. And the last thing that's really going to happen, which is a which is a offshoot of this whole calendar issue, is this weekend we've got a bunch of drivers driving overseas, right? Chaz and Anton are at Spa, zooming yep. around on the twenty four hour, and. Yep. SVG's over in Chicago having a go at NASCAR and one of the most telling and interesting interviews he gave this week when oh. he was asked about how he's how he's liking Fantastic. the car and NASCAR his first chance in it and whatever. And Fantastic. And basically what did he do? He changed his supercar status to it's complicated on it's Facebook. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> He definitely did. Well, you know, the headline on Speed Cafe was enough to say it all. Van Gisberg and NASCAR interest spurred by not really enjoying supercars. So, you know, that says it all. But, yeah, he did. Uh, he definitely backtrack a little bit during the interview and uh, try and tell us that he does still like supercars and it is really good and he's going to give it his all. But, uh, you know, he's just there. 
Well, once he was pumping you know, up NASCAR's tyres, going, this is awesome. This is spectacular. <laughs> I love everything about all of this. I want to do this. This is fantastic. And then they went, so what about supercars? Oh, I'm not really enjoying it much at the moment. And then he went, oh, hang on. Oops, I've gone a little bit too far. And then yeah. just did a 180, took a couple of steps back and went, oh, but my motivation well, is high. I'm still trying hard and we're pushing as hard as I can. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, it's complicated. Well, it's quite, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 to come over the top on the phone. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that podcast was filmed live and that's what happened is he's, he's, he's Scafie was listening in and, and Van Gisbergen's phone went in his pocket and he pulled it out and it said Mark Scafe on it and he, he had to quickly change his tune and <laughs> say, say how great Supercars is as well still. <laughs> Well, have a look at the ramifications of what that kind of is. It's a, Shane's being relaxed and he's yeah. talking honestly, which is what we encourage. We want drivers mm-hmm. to stop being media managed and vanilla. So yep. go get into it. But basically over there, whoever he's talking with on the interview, he's just gone, I really like what you guys are doing over here. I'm curious. I want to have a go, which is why he's there. Yep. Also, what I'm doing over there, I'm the best driver we've got over there, and this joint is just a bit of a shambles at the moment, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. He's just given supercars. He's just pulled the rug out from under supercars in America. The number one driver's going, I don't like it over there. And, uh, well, you know, I can't blame him either. I'm not, I'm not saying it's that. a bad thing. I'm just saying that's yeah. what's happened. Exactly. And ev- everyone knows they, you know, we want more racing, not just the fans. The drivers want more racing. Everyone wants more racing. And, and when you don't get it, you know, when Shane goes over there and sees the, you know, the professionalism of how they do it in NASCAR racing every single weekend, you know, all that kind of stuff, he's, of course, he's going to love it. You know, and it's a similar style car. It's a big V8 with not a lot of aero now. So they're very similar style cars these days, the, the NASCARs and the supercars. He's going to love it. But, you know, and that's, it's probably made him realize how much he is actually disliking supercars now, even more so than before he went over there, I reckon. So, yeah, and, uh, well, he finished off, he signed off the interview basically saying, I'm, I'm stuck for 2024 racing supercars. After that, yeah. I'm keen to look <laughs> elsewhere. So that's, and, uh, that's pretty clear. That's pretty clear. So he might be hanging around. If they can't get their cars right and everything's perfect and good and raceable, then, uh, yeah, he'll be off. For Van, Van, Gis- Van Gisbergen won't be in supercars at the end of next year. I promise you that much. hundred percent, hundred percent. So if it's not if it's not NASCAR, he'll he'll go to rally racing or some sort of GT racing or something like that. But he's not he's not going to be in supercars next year. They've just they've stuffed it to the point where he's he's gone. Nah, I don't, I don't want it. So you know. Unless, unless they go, hey, we're going to have 16 rounds and we're going to be racing every two weeks for, you know, X amount of years, then maybe you might hang around, but. Yeah. And someone can stand up and race him and he can actually fight on track. Yeah. 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 Exactly. What are you reckon about Waters? Is he going to be staying at Tickford or is he off to go put the Bash brothers back? Well, look, the only, the, the only thing that, and, and you, it, it is the only thing that's stopping me from saying this is that they do have Richie, but I just I just have this because he's contracted technically till the end of next year, and I'm just like, do Triple Eight try and poach him even though they've got a Richie? I think I don't know why. I just think that seems to be what they might do. But then at the end of the day, I, I don't think Cam's going to want to go to WAU because they're not doing any better than Tickford are. So why is he going to want to go sideways rather than up? So he can so say he's, he's, some more. 
<laughs> no, 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 you mean so Mostert can smash it near him. Let's be fair. It was normally Mozzie taking Cam out, so, you know. <laughs> the Bash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I, look, I, I don't see him going to WAU. I think if he's if that's the case, he's probably going to stay at Tickford. But I don't know. I, I hope not because I want Richie back in a seat. Like, he's got the skills, he's got the talent. And to see him in a triple eight car when Shane leaves, it'd be – Amazing, because I don't think Peter's going to get a team anymore, unfortunately. So, especially not if they take the grid down to twenty-four cars. That's uh, that's him dead and buried in the water forever. Getting a team, I think, for a for Pretty a long, much. long time. Well, that's why so, he's handed the chassis back to Triple Eight. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, th- I think that's out of the question. So I think Richie's only chance at getting himself into a seat in the next year or two is to take that seat off Shane. But I don't know. I just think Triple Eight might want to try and poach him away because Richie isn't. Although we know he's got the skills, he isn't race trimmed you know Cam, oh. Cam is and I think I they want think at least they don't care about that mate once they do the, the drive days and Richie does the enduros this deal is not getting done in the next week or two by the way no no, God, it's, no, rumor, no. it's just rumours and speculation up and there's noise yeah. there's noise up and down the lane so there's something to it yeah uh, whether it's eventuates because Tim Edwards has gone I don't know what you're all talking about he's staying here so yeah. we're not letting and him and to be honest I, I think that's more likely, definitely for next year. I don't think he's going anywhere for next year, but it's it's going to be Wait interesting to see. to see where he ends up in 2025, I think. But Wait till the end of the year. When the first one goes, we'll see which dominoes start falling, like last time when yeah. Percat moved and all of a sudden hell, hell broke loose. Yeah. I think Percat's gone from WAU, though, unfortunately. I think he's uh, he's, he's just not where the seat's so. going to become yeah. available, yeah. and then they want to fill it, and they want to fill it with the Cam Waters. Yeah, but how much money? Unless they, they bring up Zach and, Best and give him his shot. Yeah, I mean, I think WAU are trying to focus on getting themselves both up there. Though I'm putting in a, a rookie, they're they're not going to get it. So I think they well, want Declan a top flight driver. Too. Declan hasn't worked yeah. out too well for them so far yet. Yeah, exactly. So look, if if they can poach Cam, the only way they're going to be able to poach Cam is by promising him a lot of overseas racing and international racing with no, that connection yeah. to WAU well, and Andretti. So after Andretti and um and United Autosports. Depends on depends on if the how the calendar looks for next year. If there is fifteen races and one of them's overseas, which is the stupid one, um, that's still not enough domestic racing to be perfectly frank in my opinion. No, we, we can, but the teams are complaining it's too expensive and it's not enough money and it's all blah 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 as we know. The cost of going racing is about forty grand around for a team to go racing. It's about forty grand. I asked Larko at the pub, and yeah, um, actually, I asked, I asked Larko a lot of things. Some of the things I'm not going to put his name to, like his personal <laughs> opinion. His personal opinions are his personal opinions with his beer in his hands, and not necessarily <laughs> um, for me just to start throwing him under the bus what? with the boss. What? What? When he's, but, when, he's uh, when he's off the clock, he's off the clock, isn't he? We don't want to. Yeah, work. yeah, but he's also not bullshitting to the fans either. We're all sitting around yeah. in the pub for an hour having a chat with him and Beretta, yeah. and that's why that's why people love Larko because you know he's not going to, you know, he's he's obviously contracted and he races for supercars, but he's Correct. also if, if you're if you're if you see him and you have a chat with him, he's gonna he's gonna tell you what he thinks. So well, give you his you know, but he also gives you more information from the company line as well. Like from yeah. the supercars perspective, the standpoint. Now, whether he agrees with everything the supercars do, no, he doesn't. But does he understand why they're trying to do some things? Yes, he does. Can he explain that to people who don't have that piece of information? Yeah, he does. 
So you take that new information in, you process it, you look at your opinion, and you look at what the media are saying, and then you come up with somewhere around the middle, and he's very much in line with the fans' perspective on things. I can, just, yeah. I can say that comfortably. Um, and he's very, and he, he said openly before the get the domestic calendar sorted before we go running around overseas. So yeah, hundred percent. Anyone um, with half a brain can see that though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's other there's other things we're talking about the whole pathway program for young drivers, the cost of getting a young driver. If we're diminishing the field, like you said earlier, we're going to reduce the opportunities for younger drivers, which means they're going to find avenues other ways. They'll end up in Porsche, they'll end up in Trans Am, they'll end up mm. in in Super U's. Jay Robotham's racing in Thailand this week in the Super Pickups. In, yeah, in well, they're not going overseas where there's more options. So you know, well, he's, we, we've we've already lost one driver over there. Hearn's Hearn's already gone to to the US to race in the Trans Ams over there. So you know, exactly, it's, exactly. And we've and in the circumstance for Erebus, we lost a second Super Twos seat for a younger driver because Erebus are now running the second car for Jack Perkins. Yeah. So we've got Jay Hansen in the Super 2s, whereas we used to have Jay Hansen and we had a Jay Robotham. And a Jay Robotham, yeah. The JJs. Yeah, we don't have a Jay Robotham. He's gone to Trans Am yeah. with the Racing Academy for the Shannon Series and races Utes. And he's racing the Trans Ams and the Utes over in Thailand at the moment. So he's, yeah. building, a, he's building up a profile and racing whatever he can, but it's way more affordable. And trying to get into a Super Twos team at six hundred yeah. grand a year, and uh, it just just seems like the pathways up to supercars and everything like that's getting harder and harder for these young kids. And yeah, it's just so it won't be an aspiration anymore. They're going yeah. to look at other pathways that take you yeah. into other directions where you can race overseas. Like you look at these yeah. global categories like Trans Am and TCR, where mm-hmm. the cars are kind of homologated across different countries and different categories, but not a bespoke vehicle. You can yep. if you can drive a TA or a TA two here, you can drive one in the states. Even 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 GTs and stuff like that, like they're yeah, becoming GTs, so much more popular car. around the world now. So yeah, GTEs, all those car. cars, you know, yeah, the the endurance racing, like they're they're doing a, quite a few Just rounds a now in endurance races. So yeah, all you need the money. Yeah. You got you got that, then you can you can go overseas and you can race in them. So you know it's just there's so many things now. Supercars is 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 starting to fall behind in in the availability to get young drivers interested in or wanting to pe- people still want it don't get me wrong like that's most most young racing car drivers in australia their their aim and their ambition and their dream is supercars but supercars is doing everything they can to make that dream impossible for them and they'll give up on it pretty quickly easily so, and if yeah. they want to be car racers they can still make a nice career racing in other categories and if you can get yeah. something that's transferable where your your category is relevant overseas, that's where you end up. Yep, so you either want to be an F1 driver, so you go to Europe and you do like DTM and F3, F2, F1, spend millions of dollars on your pathway yep. to get over to be an a, a, a aspirational F1 driver. You come to supercars, you're still being asked to spend millions of dollars yep. to do to do the, to do the pathway to get through to Super 2s, 600K a year minimum. Yeah, to be a Super a Twos driver for a kid who's like 17, 18, 19. That's a lot of money. You're on drugs. That is yeah. absolutely <laughs> legit. Exactly. That is that is ridiculous. So so now yeah. it becomes elitist, which it already is, 
We have drivers yeah. out there with more talent but no budget. They can't race. We all know that. That's the reality of motorsport, no matter what category yeah. you're with. Yeah. But if you want to come into supercars, they make it so restrictive, put so many hurdles on it, that if you don't even do the right pathway, you end up being a Johnny yeah. Mawson. Yeah, 100%. And then, you know, well, for one thing, you know, there's Reef McCarthy's the, the prime example of pure talent but not a budget. And, you know, he should be in Super 2 at least by now, I reckon. 100% he should be in a Super Correct. 2 car. And he just doesn't, he can't get the 600 grand, you know, they, they, they can't come up with the money to put him in the car. And it's a crying shame because he's one of the best drivers in, in the country at the moment, I reckon, especially young kids. And he should be, you know, there's someone out there that needs to give him a chance and go put him in one of those cars and see what he can do. But who's running Super 2's programs? They're actually diminishing a number of cars on the circuit. Yeah. Triple yeah. eight pulled out. Just, yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, these pathways are, are disappearing quicker than you can blink. And it's just, it's just ridiculous because there's people out there that have got pure skills that are, that are missing out because they don't have the budget. And then you've got people in there with massive budgets that should never be there in the first place. But because Correct. they've got the money, they're, they're going racing for fun. You know, they're, they're taking someone's, they're taking and, someone's yeah. seat with ability because of money. But unfortunately, yeah. that is the reality of motor racing. It is. It is. It's sad, but it is, it is the reality. So, you know. We'll put the call out there again, though, guys. If anyone's got a spare six hundred grand lying around, go and give Scott McCarthy a call and give it to give it to Reef to put him in a Super Two car because he deserves it. He, he should be there one hundred percent. So that's uh, it's just it's just ridiculous. We need to see some of these young kids in these uh, in these categories working their way up to the supercars uh, leagues. True. All right. Well, mate, I reckon we probably should wrap this one up. We're talking way too long on stuff because there's oh, I think so. There's stuff to talk about. There's more stuff to talk about we haven't got through to, but we'll get through to that on the next one. We'll talk some TCR next time around. Coming up to the August round, they've got their next round at QR. Uh, they just finished the Rubinton round, which was pretty exciting. There was actually some really cool racing, cool, way cool racing in that on that Winton round. Um, Townsville's next weekend, July seven to nine. We've got Super Twos, which I'll catch up with Jay Hansen up there. Uh, we've got Porsche Carrera Cup. We've got the Aussie cars back up there, so catch up with Charlotte. Yes. Uh, the T86s are going around again. That's just going to be madness because these guys just send it and. I think it's like the T86 scholarship class, and it's just a whole bunch of young blokes yeah. smashing into each other at the moment. We'll go to a, just go ask to a Holly demo. all about that. She wasn't impressed. go to a car race and a demolition derby breaks out. Yeah, yeah that's why Holly's out. That's why Holly Esprey's <laughs> out now. She's gone. Oh, she did pull down. the plug, did she? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got forty yeah. grand damage on the last one because this young bloke thought yeah. he was just going to be a superhero, and yeah. Yeah. So I think she's got an announcement coming up too. She's uh moving to something with a V8. That's all I know. All right. That's, all right. That's, that's it. Uh, once again, I'm big hungry. thank you to gamelife.com.au, Jason Sweeney. Great to catch up with you again up in Darwin. Uh, we'll catch up with you again before the end of the year, that's for sure. Uh, like and follow us on Facebook, chat with a hat, uh, Instagram and Twitter. We don't really use Twitter. Um, so basically, Facebook's the way to go. Follow us on Spotify, Apple iPod, chat with a hat episode. We'll have an interview with Charlotte coming <laughs> up. Uh, if I can't get it done this week, it'll be after the Townsville round. We'll do a wrap-up with the Darwin and Townsville with her. 
And uh, just, just before we do go as well, I'll uh, go and check out the latest episode of Inside Supercars. They had the fan forum, which I was uh, being, being a part of for the last couple of years. So uh, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel's uh, Inside Supercars potty. So go and check them out as well uh, in, the, in that latest episode and in all their other episodes because it's pretty good. So Yeah, it's good to get that fan's perspective. I'm liking the way that they get around it. Don't know how you ended up jagging a seat a few years ago, but it's good to see that <laughs> even when you're dead, you can find the time to speak on their potty and not That's find it. time to do this one. Hey, what's all that about? I had to help him out on that one. So, Well, that one had been postponed for longer than this one had been postponed. Actually, they wanted to do that one about a month and a half ago, I think, so couldn't put that one off any longer, so I had to jump in and uh, and get get onto it. But, uh, yeah, very good. No, good. you spoke it, well. Good topics, too. It, good topics. Yeah. Bit sad there was only two of us on this time. There's normally three or four, but uh, unfortunately one of them, Kimmy, passed away uh, last yeah. year, and uh, and uh, Bull's just a little little bit busy now. So and uh, maybe they might need to go might. find another Ford fan because apparently they're very uh, short. They're not really local at the moment. Yeah, so if there's any Ford fans out there that wouldn't mind being part of a fan forum, go and uh, go and hit up the chaps at Inside Supercars and uh, let let them know you'd be keen to uh, jump on. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get the blue perspective. So. That's it. Even though you just cry all the time. Ah. <laughs> is what it is. Even when they're winning, they cry. All right, buddy. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Good to see you again. It's good to see you're not dead. Got over your man flu. And, yeah, uh, she's back. Uh, we will catch up with each other after Townsville. We shall indeed. All right. Enjoy, mate. Have uh, have fun up in Townsville, and we'll uh, speak to you soon. Peace all right. Out. Cheers.